0: stop the transcription, stop transcription, okay. Uh, yeah,
1: in, initially, I thought it, it was like a, a new app, a new trendy like, crossword app that you were using, and it wasn't up for, but this was really just a New Yorker.
0: Yeah. I do think I can serve, because I have the subscription, I think I can gift you like um, articles or crosswords. If, so if if you ever like there's an article that you're interested in reading, but like you have the the paywall, you just let mm, me know. I think nice. I can try it and give it to you if you how, if you like. How
1: much was the discount? Uh
0: so I for a year I paid a little bit over two hundred zloty, so that would be like fifty euros. Yeah. That's not bad. Yeah, no, all. like for for a year, like a that's I was like, you know what? I'm gonna treat myself. So yeah. I think it was like $49, so yeah.
1: Yeah, that's not bad at all.
0: Yeah. Anyway, uh, I'm very excited for this episode. I I don't know how you feel. I know that you really liked one film and you really didn't like the other. And
1: I I, I wouldn't say I really didn't like the other. I was let down by the other. But I absolutely loved one.
0: Okay. I'm kind of hoping... It's Ginger Snaps because I kind of have, like, with Raw, even though I really enjoy Raw and I think it's, like, an interesting film to talk about, like, Ginger Snaps is just, like, scratches my brain in the the right way. So it would be very sad if you didn't enjoy it as much as I did. So, so
1: if you want me to reveal. Please. Now. So I love Ginger Snaps.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: It was my first time watching Ginger Snaps. I loved it. Absolutely
0: it's so great, it. right? We could um um because I don't know if you know, but there's also a prequel and a sequel. I'll be it uh, written and directed by different people, but starring the same cast, if I remember correctly. So we can also mm-hmm. watch them some some and down the line. But no, I I love Ginger's. Oh, I'm so happy. I was like I was rewatching it and I was like I'm pretty sure Pedro's gonna love it. But like sometimes you know how sometimes like you're so sure that someone's gonna like it's gonna be something yeah. something right down someone's alley, and then they don't enjoy it, and you're like oh no.
1: It, it was like I was sure you were gonna like Magnolia more than you did, mm. for example. But it
0: was the frogs, um, it was the frogs. listen, it did the, the frogs, yeah.
1: <laughs> but I, no, I absolutely love Ginger Snap. You, you were right, interesting your, your instincts. Raw, I had seen before,
2: mm-hmm. uh,
1: when it came out, um, liked it then. Now, I'm not sure, I, I think- like parts of it but it wasn't as much for me as I as it was then I think or I guess like my taste is more well developed now
0: I think and now
1: I find that it's not as much for me I guess to put it like very basically
0: no fair enough I like when I because I watched raw for the first time in high school and I was only rewatching it now and I do think that even though there's still elements that I really enjoy of it, partly because it like, sort of it deals with the themes that I find very interesting. So, like, every time someone de- deals with these themes in horror, I'm, like, immediately interested. But I definitely, sort of, it was less, um, I don't want to say impressive, but it's just sort of, like, I think with Ginger Snaps, every time I watch it, I find something new to love about the film, whereas with Raw, I was kind of, like, oh, okay. It, it, like, the second viewing didn't hold up to the experience of the first viewing. However um we we're going to talk about sort of the details of the plots of the t- those two films in a second but sort of there's this one shot in raw where sort of the um, the two sisters Alex and Justine have this fight and like then they end up like biting each other's arms and they're in this like weird embrace that still that that single shot still holds up very much for me
1: mm-hmm. I, I feel like this stuff um from raw that really works for me really is more towards the ending Mm. and i think i do enjoy the the relationship that the sisters have um yeah those those are definitely the elements that i i enjoy the most i love the ending i actually really do love the ending And, and it just made me want more of like damn it could have been more like this but um i i think that I didn't know what to expect heading into this film because, like, again, I saw it when it came out originally. My my taste is a little bit different. Like I, was like, I was like 18 when I saw it, um, and but yeah, like, I was a bit unsure. But then I, but then again, I, I, I thought, yeah, I loved Titan, uh, which is Julia Ducournau's other film that she came mm-hmm. out that she, um, released uh, since yeah. then, and like, yeah, so maybe I'll, I'll also find. A lot of things to, to enjoy about Raw. And I'd say Titan has more things that are more stimulating to me personally, mm-hmm. just think- visually, thematically, just like aesthetically in general.
0: No, I, that was something that I was thinking about after I rewatched Raw. Is that sort of thematically, I still enjoy Raw a lot more than I enjoy Titan. but I think Titan is just a better, better-made film. Like it has better pacing. It has just sort of in general like more interesting choices, which is fair enough. I mean, Raw was her debut, right? So like yeah. it's, it's nice to see that she's progressing. But something that I like, uh, like was thinking about like ever since I rewatched Raw. Like, do did something like. Did Julie, like the director, did she like experience a car crash? Because like, you, like crashing cars is like an important element of Raw. It's also a very right. important element of Titan. Like, is is there something there?
1: Maybe. It's, it's like, there are a lot of um, artists that are really, um, that I follow, that I'm in tune with, that really are like, seem to be obsessed with cars aesthetically, not in practice, not like, in the broy way of driving, but like aesthetically. So like, mm-hmm. so Julia Ducournau and Charlie XCX and David Cronenberg.
0: <laughs> and the, the whole I, trinity of car fucking.
1: And, and like, I, I I do think I mean obviously it, comparing is, is 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 dumb just because they're in similar genres because I think they're very very different filmmakers. Mm-hmm. But it, it's if it, you can tell that like. At least, I mean, Julia Ducournau in the very formative age probably saw Crash and probably thought about Cars
0: and, and I think as she, un,
1: no, no pun intended, vehicle for different avenues of storytelling, and think, she thought, no, "Damn."
0: I think she saw both Crash and Cars, the Pixar film, and that's <laughs> and that's how Titan came about.
1: It's like, um,
0: sorry, I think Titan is the prequel to Cars. This is how the like. Because in Cars, like, in the Pixar universe, you know, like, all those, like, conspiracy theories that, like, Cars took over the world from humans and stuff like that? Right. So Titan is the prequel to Pixar's Cars universe.
1: It's like the baby from the main character becomes Lightning McQueen. Yeah. Or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, uh, like a transformer, like you can like be both a human and a car and then like sort of generation after generation the ability to transfer it back into humans is lost and then like everyone's cars.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, something there, some <laughs> fan fiction there uh to be written. But yeah, like especially when it relates to cars and traumatic events in people's lives or as uh Vehicle for change and transformation in the main characters. I guess it's like that. What's common between I think Titan and
0: Raul. yeah, I think I think also uh, just like the ability of a vehicle to like transform the body. So if in yeah. Titan, it's like sort of more playing into body dysmorphia and sort of gender dysmorphia. Whereas here, it's like the ability to turn to turn a like a living being into a corpse and into food, essentially. Right. So it's like the I, th- yeah. I think what I'm getting at, I, I, I don't know, like, it's only two films, we'd have to, like, wait to see how, what she does with her ne- next project, but I think there's, like, something about how dynamic and impactful a car can be, that's, like, I think what, like, why I would tentatively suggest, as sort of the, the point of um, interface between Cronenberg and, like, Julie DeCornow's obsession with cars, like, it's, because they're both, like, very, like, um, like, they both do, essentially, body horror, right, like, they're very interested in, sort of, the transformation of the body, and what can happen to the yeah. body, and, sort of, like, I think, you know, you can't we really talk about cars, mutil- like, um, you can't really talk about, like, body mutilation nowadays without, like, also talking about cars, and, like, sort of, the impact cars had, both us on, on evolutionary, but also, like, how easy it's to mutilate your body with a car, right, so.
1: Yeah, 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 like, Cronenberg, in the sense that, like, of the synthesis between like flesh and technology and all that and um you can definitely that's a that's an element there and with raw um I like that idea a lot I feel like with raw my issues with it are not thematically because like I guess thematically both movies we're talking about are very similar like Mm -hmm. hence the double feature that you suggested that's a great one to like sort of compare approaches to the same type of story but um both horror films by the way because it's coming out around halloween (laughs) and um yeah just it's 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 my issues with raw i guess are more related to um just creative direction Mm -hmm. like in general like 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 the choices made like the the tone of the film like the pacing
2: I rather than yeah,
1: in, a, in that sense, Ginger Snaps like its It's more, I guess, emotional and melodramatic um, approach to the story is more up to my speed. I mean, it's sometimes raw. Just felt a little bit more, I guess, apathetic. Uh, I guess yeah. it, I don't know if it's the word, but
0: no, no, no. I it it, it felt apathetic. It felt also very. Cold. I think sort of like my main point of different um, my main sort of okay, maybe let's talk about like what those two films are because I think like they're right, right. very popular. I think we might have to introduce people to them. Yeah. Um, so um, this is this double feature was my idea, and to sort of give a little bit of background, originally I had slightly different a uh, lineup in mind because I wanted to sort of focus on this quite prevalent motif in body horror where sort if of, you have like transition from girlhood into monsterhood because like you have a quite a lot of stories also popular stories where a teenage girl when she's about to sort of enter womanhood becomes a monster right so like Carrie I think is the most well-known example of that but there's like there's a couple of stories um uh, about that and it's so, it's also like a quite common motif, sort of like the teenage girl as the monster in the film I'm looking at Hugh the Exorcist. Anyway, and so originally I was thinking of doing like just like this lineup. And I was, I was thinking of including Raw. But then I was like, okay, there's like a lot of literature. There's a lot of video essays specifically about that trope. Like what can we um, talk about that will be like looking at it from a slightly different perspective. And I was like, ah, both Raw and Ginger Snaps focus on two sisters who sort of struggle mm-hmm. together with one of them like becoming a monster essentially but sort of they like you know come come at it in different ways and sort of with ginger snaps even though they're the two the two main characters so Bridget and Ginger are incredibly codependent like there's like so much love and understanding and tenderness in their relationship so like when you see Ginger slowly changing into werewolf and sort of becoming this person that Bridget doesn't and, like, recognize anymore, like, you you can feel her heartbreak, whereas with Raw, like, their relationship is just so, like, it, it, it's very toxic, and it's very violent, but, like, I think it's very, mm-hmm. it's violent in that it's a very feminine way, which sort of, like, it weaponizes tenderness, it weaponizes sort of uh, care, and, like, sisterly bond. Uh, it, it, it. watching Raw is, like, watching that scene from successions finale when Kendall hugs Roman when he has a cat on his phone yeah. and opens a cat that's raw <laughs>
1: kind of yeah kind
0: of and so I find that very interesting and I was like ah let's talk about those two films uh so Ginger Snaps is a, a horror film from 2000 uh, it's by a Canadian uh it's a Canadian I know it's a Canadian production but I'm not sure if the director's Canadian John Fawcett
1: I, I don't know. Let me let me look this up because I didn't know who this guy was, but then I um yeah, he's from Canada. Yeah, it's because he did film, off- yeah, yeah
0: because, because he did orphan black. That's like
1: Yeah, I, I was like I was looking this up. Okay, I don't know who this guy is. Like I, I first of all, with ginger snaps, I don't know what I was expecting. I, I was expecting something completely different. I was really? expecting I, I knew it was about teenage girls. I knew it was a it, it was in teenage girls in high school and all that, but I, tonally, I guess I was expecting something more mainstream American horror comedy, or like, okay, okay. something more, you know?
0: Yeah.
1: And when I started watching this, I was like, wait, this is way more harsh, and way more oh,
0: it's very dark, morbid. Yeah. and
1: morbid, and violent, and grotesque, than I was expecting, like, oh, wait, and then I was started to, like, pause, and I was, like, looking at stuff about the film, and um the director was like, Oh yeah, this is just an independent, small Canadian production that became a cult classic. And like, I didn't know who this guy was. And turns out he's the creator of *Orphan Black*, okay. uh, the, of which I saw three episodes with. Uh, of, I enjoyed it, and uh, I never returned to it for some reason. But I, I enjoyed it. Same with
0: me. I watched the first two seasons. It was great, but like, I stopped and like, I never came back to it. I don't know why, but yeah.
1: Yeah, it's it's dumb because like. I, I remember those three episodes very fondly, even though I watched them like ten years ago. I should, mm. probably should go back to it because like
0: I that feel was like you would cool enjoy show. it. Yeah, yeah, I think that's like a that was a
1: cool show.
0: It's it's a little bit strange in a way that I think would like uh, itch your brain the, the right way. But yeah. yeah. Anyway, so Ginger Snaps, like Pedro said, is a an independent Canadian film from two thousand. It's a it's a horror film, and it's about these two sisters, Ginger and Bridget, who are just like. Outsiders, they're very morbid, and so like everybody kind of, um, you know, makes fun of them, or sort of, uh, everyone at school is kind of hostile towards them. And then one night, Ginger gets her period wh- while they're on like, uh, on this playground uh, during during the night, during the dark, and she's attacked by a werewolf, and so she sort of starts changing into a werewolf herself, and sort of the film chronicles um, Bridget's attempts at finding a cure for Ginger and sort of Ginger's very confusing and heartbreaking journey as she sort of stops recognizing herself and her own body and Mm -hmm. it's great and I think also one of the things that I don't like in those like quote-unquote elevated horrors is the lack of humor (laughs) you know like I feel like a good even like the most morbid grotesque horrors like there are like glimpses of humor in those films, I feel like. And Raw is just, like, sad all the time.
1: Yeah, yeah. Funny thing you mention, um, Elevated Horror, because, like, I am very, uh, like, I am very skeptical of that. I'm sure I've mentioned this before. Yeah, but, like I don't either. like this term. I think it's made up by critics. I think it's not a real thing. But if they're... What people say, Elevated Horror, is... I think Raw, it comes a lot closer to being that Mm -hmm. instead of certain films like The Witch or Get Out, for example.
0: Yeah, no, to me, Get Out is, I feel like what people misunderstand is that, like, films like Get Out, like, when you think about it as a genre film, it's, like, very much horror. What differs Get Out from Ginger Snaps is the budget. They just had more money.
1: Yeah, 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 And, and, like, um ginger snaps is very much not that but now that you mentioned like elevated word and all that i was like i I think you can definitely make a difference between these two films and their the the direction that they take Mm -hmm. um and how they choose to approach their themes and like um as much as elevated words to me is a made-up category it's like it doesn't make any sense to homogenize Filmmakers who are very much trying to make their own thing instead of um, trying to like try to fit into genre conventions, and to lump I mean... them all together is a bit dumb. But like if you in, in essence what they describe it to be, it's like horror and and horror uh, tropes uh, boxed in or like in a package that tries to be more than or oh. like tries to be escape, I guess forcibly some sort of cliches of the genre and i feel like raw or or the elements of raw that i feel more um that i feel more distant towards are certain. i recognize certain elements of what they describe elevator horror to be in raw sort of that apathy sort of that um lack of okay. i guess um melodrama or lacking in in, in in i guess uh engaging in certain um horror tropes or horror uh I guess iconography. Mm-hmm. And it feels very much an European art house film with horror elements. Meanwhile, ginger snaps is very much not that. It's 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 like it's very um it it, it somehow is very schlocky and girly and gross and morbid and it it, it and all that. But it also is so deep and so legit, like manages to dig so deep, and I I I felt much more connected to what Ginger Snaps was trying to do with with the characters. Yeah,
0: yeah. No, I think sort of like yeah. I mean, w- with Raw is like again like there are certain moments or there's certain choices, like you said, or like in general themes that I I still think are very interesting, but sort of. Um, I never have like a feeling of, like oh let me rewatch Raw <laughs> you know like
1: exactly exactly and I feel like if to bring it back to what you were saying initially like I think humor is a part of it I feel like Ginger I can already tell that Ginger Snaps is going to be something I'm going to return to oh yeah and... it has
0: so many like also quotable lines of dialogue as well which is always yeah. Nice.
1: Yeah, 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 and, and not in a way that feels cheap or pandering. It's mm. it's also very true to what the and very earnest about what the characters are feeling and like their turmoil and angst. Um, but it's it's much more it it, it I guess it's much more brave in terms of like wild tonal swings. Meanwhile, raw is very much the same toned mm-hmm. throughout the whole thing. Yeah. Very sustained until the ending where it goes insane. Then it immediately ends. Yeah. Um, yeah, but, like, I love the the tone that Ginger Snap has. It, it, it's, like, simultaneously what I expected. So, like, a very quirky and quotable uh, girly horror movie uh, that takes place in high school. But also um, very earnestly gothic, very emotional, um, and, like... I I just in the ways that the characters speak to each other, like the two sisters, Bridget and Ginger, like the way that they speak to each other is so like emotionally strong. Mm -hmm. It's like I would like the the first few lines, it's something like I would die for you. It's like, no, we will we will be together and we'll make a pact. And and, and, I don't know exactly what she says, but it's like we're that We're like we're together until the end or like we'll make a pact and when we're both 16 we'll both die together
0: yeah uh, and it's like
1: it's very it's very earnest and like very like strongly emotional all the way through
0: yeah i also just love um so um just to finish like introducing so raw is uh is a french film from mm-hmm. 2016 i
1: want to say there's like seven 16 17 around that. yeah something yeah. like that
0: yeah uh, which follows the main character uh, Justine, who is a freshman at a uh, university. She's a very strict vegetarian. She studies veterinary and serves as part of uh, gruesome hazing. I feel like, well, sorry, just as a tangent, I, like upon rewatching Raw, I found all of the hazing a lot more terrifying than the actual cannibalism.
1: <laughs> y- yeah, I, I, I thought those elements, those elements are with like the initiation rituals, or what we call in Portugal, prash.
0: Yeah, I think it's uh, Hazing. Hazing yeah,
1: it? yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I, oh man, those elements are are actually like... It, 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 the rest of the horror, I know it was very... Um, I guess it made waves in sort of the European film festival season around that, the year they came out, for being mm-hmm. very gross, and audiences were reacting very like physically and strongly, repuking mm-hmm. and stuff
0: it was like and it's not even that gross i mean like i've seen a yeah. lot of grosser things
1: i've seen grosser shit but it, it is gruesome like there is a lot of bones breaking there's a lot of no, binding no. there's it's, a lot I of think
0: it's like it's kind of like similar to bones i know is that like i think like a very good sounding <clears> of the actual eating is what sort of like gives you the ick rather than the actual sort of
1: yeah you
0: know exactly yeah
1: exactly and uh but honestly like the stuff i found most uncomfortable was the hazing it's like well, uh, it, it not cool. even not even a good way i feel like it was like because it, it kind of starts with that because she comes into university and she is initiated through into the, the veterinarian school by these older students and it's like actively annoying it's like made me uncomfortable it was scary but also a bit annoying yeah just, it's... It's just a, and a very strictly like personal like response is like ugh, get this out of my screen no it's ugh. also like
0: it's also, like, hazing is very interesting for me because we don't, I, I, I know that there was, like, um, that you have that culture in Portugal, pol- and I remember that around the time that I was an husband, I remember there was, like, some scandal, right, that, like, during hazing someone got hurt, if I remember correctly, right, or someone even died. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: every year there's a, a an incident. Uh, yeah, I don't that's... remember which one exactly, but, like, you know, it, around the time you came in, it's definitely, it, and now as well, like, mm-hmm. September, October is very much the initiation yeah. periods for the freshmen and all
0: that and that's very interesting to me because we don't have that in Poland at all like I'm, I'm not sure if it's like something like uh, common across like um you know a Soviet block but like we don't have hazing or hazing culture like that's just not a thing uh which is why I've like whenever like I watch like Frat Boy films, for example, like anything that has like sorority or express, I was to me that was like complete fiction. Because like why would you torture people? But like it really does happen and it's also just like very strange thing for me. Because like why like why would you spend so much time during your studies to like torment a bunch of freshers, you know? <laughs> like who's got his,
1: It's... um Who's got the time? I feel for that? very I I feel, as you can probably tell, I feel very strongly in a negative way towards it. I think it's the stupidest shit on the planet. I hate it so much.
0: Who has has the fucking time? Like, honestly. Like, who?
1: yeah, Yeah, you know why? Because the people who organize it purposefully, like, extend their stay in university so they can, like, form their little cult or whatever. And so they can be, like... 18 and 19 years old forever well into their mid-20s and they're fucking losers that's what they are
0: jesus that's fucking disgusting anyway it's
1: so stupid <laughs> <laughs> anyway yeah that's an element in raw and like yes, yeah. immediately off the bat i'm like oh just uh, responding very negatively towards that seems like again like you said more off-putting and annoying than the actual like gore in it like
0: like listen like the cannibals and the gore, like, it's not the prettiest thing, but that's a lot, that makes a lot more sense to me than hazing.
1: <laughs> you know what? Yeah. Yeah, I totally get why um, an 18-year-old girl coming into the university for the first time would be horny enough to start, like, wanting to eat men alive and shit like yeah. that m- versus wanting to haze people and wanting to wake them up in the middle of the night and throwing shit on them and all that.
0: Yeah, like exactly. Anyway, um
1: yeah, I'm uh, more pro cannibalism than I am <laughs> There's
0: something that I was thinking about uh, uh, like um comparing like raw to titan, like t- raw makes more sense to me because cannibalism makes more sense to me than fucking a car.
1: <laughs> you know, that's a good point, I guess. That's yeah. a good point. Um um yeah, yeah, again, I I like the as you can already tell, like if you're listening, like these two movies are very much dealing with the same thing. Like a girl's, it's coming of age. Um, they suffer through a a period of intense transformation into something more monstrous and morbid. Yeah. Uh, and they're yeah they're very very. And there's similar, also like,
0: like very sorry sorry to cut in, but there's just a a very clear parallel in both films, which is also like a common thing for the strobe that sort of the monstrosity is tied to sexuality of the girls and sort of sexual explo- oh, yeah. exploitation a- not exploitation. Exploration,
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like I was saying, the girl in in Raw, like her um cannibalistic tendencies and non vegetarian or her vegetarian deviation mm-hmm. is sort of coincident with her like going into parties and like becoming horny we see that happen and in ginger snaps um one the older of the two girls so ginger uh gets her period for the first time at the same time that she is bitten by this wolf and she becomes a werewolf at the same time as she's like becoming more um sexual and like Mm -hmm. seducing boys and all that so like like very very common a very very um uh, similar plot-wise, yeah, it, it's just like tonally, they're very different and they're interesting to to compare because like one is much more of a uh, an American coming of age with a got an intense gothic and morbid twist.
2: Mm-hmm. The other
1: is very much a European art house film uh, with that sort of uh, very monotone in the sense that it, it it's the same register. Throughout and yeah. it's but very it, grounded and very realistic, even in the gore. So it's like stylistically, it it, it just two completely different approaches to the same uh, to the same thing, and that's like interesting to compare.
0: What I th- think also is interesting in terms of gore, sort of in Ginger Snaps, especially sort of when you have the credit, uh, in the the credit credits, Jesus credits, like the the credits sequence at the beginning you actually have, uh, because like the title mm. is like a, it's a pun, right? Because it's like um the girls, so Bridget and Ginger love to make pictures where sort of they both die in like very gruesome, like manner in a like, very gruesome fashion. And they just like take these pictures and sort of uh, the film starts with them presenting those pictures in, in class. And they're great, like, one of the most frustrating things to me is that like the teacher's reaction to those pictures isn't like, oh my god, you're so great at like special yeah. effects, you should go into making horror films. This is like, this, yeah. this looks amazing. Like you're very talented craftspeople. He's like, you're disturbed. So that, that's that's of criticism. And oh, so-, so
1: stupid! Like American conservatism,
0: yeah.
1: in, like or Canadian, I guess. Like to a T, like you have these two girls who present like yeah it's like we see the credits of the film with like yeah. a, a, a song on top so it's like oh these are really cool credits and then it, re- and it reveals that's like the girls like stage these photos and yeah. like this montage to show it to the class and like if i was in that class i would be like on my feet applauding
0: i mean that's why the kids applauded it's, it's yeah teacher yeah who's was like oh what the fuck is this art art yeah but it, like, it reminded
1: are... me of like an american horror story opening sequence yeah
0: no, but uh, just to sort of finish my point, so I don't forget, what I like mm-hmm. is that sort of in Ginger Snaps, you have this like very, like, you have gore from like a horror writer, horror filmmaker. Like it's, it's, it, it's, it's gore, but it's like from the perspective of an aesthetician. So it's like it's a gore as an aesthetic. Whereas in mm-hmm. Raw, you have like medical gore. So it's like it's very, like, distant, it's very sterile, sterile. Like it's, because very clinical, like, yeah. it's very clinical. Yeah. Like you have so many like just shots of these animals. It, and it's just and there's, I remember there's like even like a scene where she like um does an autopsy of a dog and it's just it's so clinical and I do think it's mm-hmm. the right like I, I enjoy sort of how you like you can frame gore differently and sort of how that informs what you talk like try to convene about violence within both films differently I, I think it's interesting. Yeah
1: yeah yeah uh, in it's it's not only the approach to the to the the story that it's, both films are trying to tell. It's also it's also the approach to, to gore and like you can yes. really tell, um, in, from the very beginning of the film where it's like it's it's almost like an, a mood board right from the beginning, like an aesthetic mood board, to characterize like what these teen girls are like because they're very gothic and they're very um, morbid and have an obsession with for the grotesque and the and death and. Yeah like with raw it like it makes sense because it takes place in the veterinarian school yes.
2: um
1: and it's just it's very very like clinical and distant and uh i guess i i i definitely see for certain people for certain tastes that would be like more appealing because it's mm-hmm. less fantastical.
0: or oh uh, yeah it feels and, like and more it's like very much like yeah
1: yeah if 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 a, a a gory film would were to like develop and it happened in a real life dorm or in a real life university. Like this is the way it would go down. Right. Like one of the things I like about Raw is um how the gore and and how it plays out. Like the makeup and the 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 work they did to create like the wounds and the bites and the organs and like every set piece where something um gory happens or or uh the the girl like takes a bite out of someone Mm -hmm. like that's so well made because it genuinely looks like
0: oh yeah how I'd imagine like someone
1: biting into someone like and ripping their flesh off Mm
0: -hmm. would
1: look like that it's like really well done um so like all the kudos to that aspect of the film because it's like if you were gonna make a movie that's this clinical and distant. And you didn't have the balls to make the gore look mm-hmm. that gross and realistic, like that'd be even less like worthwhile, yeah. in my opinion.
0: Yeah, yeah. no, I, I respect sort of the. Uh, no, it's exactly like you said because it has like such a clinical approach to gore outside of the cannibalism when it, it extends this approach to cannibalism that makes you squirm. Like like you said, like it's like the, it's the it's how real it, because like we both seen grosser shit, but like mm-hmm. we had like sort of the. Like the protection of fantasy, you know, like, you, yeah, you, you know, and when something is hyper-realistic and is this violent, that sort of, it can make you squirm more, because you can't, like, yeah, you, can, you can't convince yourself that it's just a fantasy, or you can, it's, it's oh, you still can, but it's like, it's a lot more sort of mental work to do, right?
1: Yeah, yeah, this, this doesn't feel like a fantasy film meanwhile the other one literally there's a transformation into a werewolf yeah yeah. like raw is very much grounded in reality meanwhile the 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 metaphor they're both metaphorical films but like one is much more grounded in something Mm. that would actually happen in real life rather than um fantastical elements to color that metaphor
0: yeah who knows maybe there are maybe there is a bunch of werewolves in canada with like who knows
1: oh speaking of that I, I i found this like i don't know like a few i a few things popped in my head while i was watching ginger snaps mm-hmm. um shit i meant to 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 look up the title of the film that i saw because i oh what was it because i i went to uh motel sheesh so the the mm-hmm. horror film festival was been last month and I saw this Canadian film that I had no idea what it was going to be. I had no idea what it was about. My Animal, My Animal. Let's my go. Animal, yeah. Let's it's me. My Animal. Yeah, cuz it, it's uh yeah, I saw this film My Animal and it's um Ooh, a I Canadian mindless. film as well. And I, I I I enjoyed it. I I it didn't. I clearly it, I didn't enjoy it enough to make me like to, for it to be unforgettable cuz I kind of forgot about the title. Um but yeah it reminded me of it because this film is kind of like a synthesis of raw and ginger snaps mm. because the the plot is this girl who is a werewolf, and she already is a werewolf when we start the the film and like it, you know that it's hereditary it comes from her father's side, and essentially it's this coming of age love story of this girl who lives in a very isolated and poor part of Canada. Like, where it's very snowy all the time, and she falls in love with this other girl who's very girly and, and like, bubbly. Mm-hmm. And they form this relationship, but she, like, she's, like, concealing that she's a werewolf.
2: Mm-hmm. And,
1: like, the way that um it incorporates fantasy, it somehow feels very, very grounded in reality like it's very hyper realistic surprisingly Mm -hmm. because like you see with the way it's shot like this the transformation scenes you just see her like transforming into an actual dog like it cuts away and like she transforms into like an actual wolf Mm -hmm. and she attacks people so it's like i found it a very interesting synthesis of like these two films and like because it's very fantastical it is the werewolf as like uh, a a metaphor i guess for like Wanting to break out of your reality and, and desire and a rage and stuff, um, and at the same time the film is very hyper realistic. It's very like monochrome, monotone, and the scenes where you see her transform are like very, um, just like intensely realistic. Like you just see like a wolf attacking men and shit like that, and, you've, and, and it's like only happens very few times. So i found that
0: interesting no it, it sounds interesting I'll, I'll be on the lookout for it i'll try to i'll try to watch it as well mm-hmm. have you like i don't know if it's just my impression or whether you you'd be able to corroborate it but i feel like sort of not necessarily that like horror is having a moment because like you, you can make the argument but sort of like specifically like more feminist and female oriented horror like n- not even like like just like because, like, horror, you can make the argument that horror has always been sort of like on, on some level a female oriented genre, like, you know, Final Girl, yeah. like, you have like a lot of like mm-hmm. exploration of femininity, like, horror was one of the first genres w- where you'd have like female leads, right? But I feel like mm-hmm. during the early 2000s and maybe sort of like till mid 2010s, horror for like a hot second became a, like a very masculine genre. And like now it's being reclaimed by the girls and the gays.
1: Yeah. Inter- that's interesting because like I don't know because I wasn't an adult or even a teenager in the 2000s and the 90s mm-hmm. um so I I can't really tell no, like but, like how, but, how, how like culturally what the moment was like but I definitely have that share that uh, impression right no, because I, when like, you
0: think about sort of, which mm-hmm. story to cut in but like when you think about like which were like sort of the most impactful uh, franchises and genres there were also like around male anxieties you had like saw you had parano um oh boy. Paranormal activity No, what I, you know what I mean like so mm-hmm. was sort of
1: for sure uh, you opened the whole can of worms with saw <laughs> there because like I've been having a moment with saw right now
0: okay a um, new one in cinemas right
1: yeah, so like um i I think i, I agree at, I, at least i I can't corroborate I mean, it with like, like I, rational with, no, with like course, actual.
0: You know, it, I'm sure, like, mm-hmm. we've done statistics, like, it's more sort of about, I'm not even talking about sort of, like, because, it, you know, there's always been interesting horror, there's always been, like, interesting feminist horror, like, I'm not saying that, like, only now we have, like, mm-hmm. you know, female leads in horrors, like, that's not what I'm saying, but, like, sort of, like, a cultural understanding of what horror is supposed to do, and, like, which sort of horror stories, like... Stay in like mainstream understanding of the genre, but also like just in, in like when you think about it, like the most peril, is like, like, I think it's like one of the horror films of this decade, like, in terms of like impact and sort of interest, like public interest in it. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like anyway,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Not only is horror having a moment, I think, um, I do definitely have that impression as well and I think it really does come down to um, people reclaiming shit it like yeah. cycles of people reclaiming stuff so I think horror has is al- is always been uh, very female and very queer like literally like since ever yeah but, but um, right now I think And again, it's hard to make like very, I I, like, we can only say like from our experiences, but like it's it's very hard to uh, like make concrete statements about these things. But like, I definitely agree with you because like the the, the films that are being reclaimed as like um, new horror classics are very girly, are very female oriented, are very queer oriented. And even the ones that aren't, like, or traditionally weren't seen, we're seen as, Saw right now is, like, has such a gay fan base, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I mean, um, isn't the director mm-hmm. also openly gay? Or am I, I mixing people?
1: I mean, Saw is directed by a lot of people, but I, I mean, don't one. know. I mean, one. No, 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 it's James oh, okay. Wan. Um, okay. But, but like, it. it I mean, I, 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 I saw Saw for the first time since <laughs> forever, and, like, initially um i was like i didn't seem what's gay about this until the very ending and then i saw saw two and then i saw the new one and i'm like of course i know why gay people are so into this because it's like and and uh diana our friend like she's obsessed with saw right now i'm like like of course like this is um and i think i, th- I think like with every popular or every slightly claimed or any other horror film, really, that's, like, anything remotely interesting. I think peop- the people that are going to gravitate more towards it are queer and women, I, I mean, genuinely.
0: The, I, I That's something that, like, I always find very frustrating with rom-coms. Because, like, there is this job, especially, like, um, in 2010's rom-com, that, like, sort of, oh, like, you know... I'm watching a scary film with my boyfriend and I'm like, I can't watch, no, no. Like, I'm like the only straight man that I know that likes horror, like, okay, I know two. It's my dad and my brother. Like, but it's because like, we are from like a very, like, we are very morbid, the mm-hmm. three of us. But like, in sort of in the, like, wider world, in my, at least in my experience, I can't, obviously, I can't talk about sort of generally, but I'm talking about my experience. The only people that I know, who love horror just like me it, are either girlies or queers or queer girlies.
1: Yeah, it, and um, I guess like the straight men that do like it are also slightly um, divergent from the norm because they're usually like intense nerds.
2: Oh yeah. So it's like yeah, they yeah. are very
1: specific nerdy interests. So that's yeah. that's what it is. Yeah. But but yeah, definitely. And like I feel that even when certain films or certain horror films that come out concurrently. Are aren't necessarily seen as for the girls and the gays. I feel like in ten years, like people are yeah. gonna make a case that it is for the girls and the gays, and like it's just gonna or, keep on going forever.
0: Oh, they just like so people will forget about that. Like I, I I know a lot of people love the Conjuring, but to me it's like it's just so boring. Like I'm happy for that franchise to die. Like
1: <laughs> Le- yeah, I've never been into it's. It's interesting because it's like I I love a lot that James Wan did and and, and like. With The country, it was never something that, that grabbed me. And there are certain franchises that, like, I don't think will ever be that strong of a, a cult-like fan base. I've never seen, like, people reclaiming, like, paranormal activity and stuff. But I guess it's just the, it, the tropes inherent to horror as a genre just speak to. Yeah, I think um,
0: also, yeah. paranormal activity is just, like, you know, you have so many great haunting, like, series and films. Like, I think, like, I think... I don't know. Have you seen, like, Mike Flanagan's shows?
1: Uh, Yeah, only Hill House.
0: Oh, in the Hill House. But I still think, sort of, he does haunting very well, because he actually, sort of, understands that it's not about, like, jump scares, but it's, like, this, like, tension of, like, anticipation, like, is someone there or isn't someone there? So I feel like... Anyway, th- 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 this, has, this has nothing to do. You should watch Midnight Mass, though. Uh, Midnight Mass, like, it's my favorite one from of the one the, that of he's the... in.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he has a new one as well. Coming oh
0: yeah, I, I I almost finished it. It's very gay, very gay, and very anti-capitalist. Uh
1: yeah, like um, to, yeah to to bring it back to like paranormal activity and stuff. I I, I just remembered like, even then like peop the people making found footage like or or type that mm-hmm. type of low budget very like type of found footage or yeah. um. I see, for example, one of my favorite horror films of the decade so far is uh, "We're All Going to the World's Fair," and that's not, one. and and that's not necessarily like a found footage film, it, but aesthetically, it it uh, shares elements of found footage because it's uh, based on footage that people recorded online.
0: I feel like you told uh, me about uh, this one, and I probably forgot. I'm sorry.
1: I, I, yeah, I loved it. I saw, I think I saw it, like, just before you came into it that year. Could uh, be, could be, yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: I, I love this movie, and it's, like, it's, it's, th- this one, it's made by, and the director is a trans woman, so, like, even then, like, people who make, um, the, the, who are, like, taking away from that sort of specific niche within horror, like, are making it their own, like, queer people mm. and, 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 and so, like, definitely, like, across the board. Uh, and I, I I can't speak to... Because I didn't see this film. And I know it's, I guess, found footage adjacent. I might be completely wrong. But, like, a popular film that came out last year was Skin and Marine, And I saw a lot of queer people I follow online kind of rave about it, so...
0: Hmm. I feel like found footage, again, also has a, a bit of a moment because of, like, sort of... Like, I feel like found footage was, like, obviously very big after the Blair's Witch the, the Blair mm-hmm. project. And I feel like now it's kind of like returning because of how reliant we are on like media. Have you seen that like thriller? It's not it's not horrible. Like the thriller with John Cho searching when he's like Oh yeah so I like, did.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. And it's also technically... I, I guess it's sort of found footage adjacent because it's just like like it's 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 a recording of a screen. Like mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And- it's this um it's this like subgenre, emergent subgenre of found footage where it's the laptop film. Yeah. and uh, a lot of people like are making it like like unfriended for example isn't, mm, it? Uh, yeah. isn't it? But yeah, um, yeah. To bring it back to Ginger Snaps Raw. Yes. Well, like again, like Ginger Snaps is a, I think a cult film, and ha- it despite like we said having sort of a low budget, it's an independent Canadian production with not a lot of name big name actors. Like it it, it became a cult film. Yeah, because it, it's it like explicitly a story about sisterhood and female sexuality it and also like,
0: like very mm-hmm. explicit discussions of periods. I think that's something that like yeah yeah you know that, that, that's some, something that I've always like you know found interesting when you have like female led stories that don't touch upon like periods at all. Like you know you never see them buying tampons. You never see them like buying pads or whatever. It's just like it's kind of like non-existent. And that's that's one of, have you seen Yellow Jackets or still not? Still haven't. Okay.
2: It's it's, it's okay. It's
0: okay. But I remember they also like dealt with sort of their periods in a very interesting way as well. You know, at the beginning of sort of their crash there, they obviously have periods, Mm -hmm. but like as they begin to start, they obviously stop. And like, I don't know. It's like, um, it's always strange to me when sort of, films are supposed to sort of focus on the feminine experience, uh, or traditionally feminine experience, right? Like, mm-hmm. don't even, like, brush the topic of periods, you know? Like, I'm not saying that, like, you know, it has to be, like, tokenism, like, oh, it's a yeah. female yeah, story. Yeah. it has to be, like, a story about periods, but, like, it, it feels, like, too too non-existent, you know what I mean? Like, yeah,
1: yeah, and, and Ginger Snaps, especially for a film as, like, um... That that is so how can I phrase this? It, it like it is a coming of age film. It, it it like from at first glance, literally for me before even seeing mm. it, my perception of it was, oh, it's just gonna be like a PG thirteen girly mm. horror film with like some spooky stuff, but nothing too yeah. graphic. Um and it defines ex- it defies expectations right in the beginning and then continues with like very graphic depictions of like period, for example, period and period discussion and, and menstruation mm. and all that, and like that having a Central point in the plot, so like again, I think I definitely see why it became a cult film. Plus, yeah. it's just really great. It's awesome.
0: Yeah, I love the this and I also love how sort of it kind of like is like subverting a few things. Like, um, so besides Bridget and Ginger, sort of, like the third main character is the the dealer. I don't remember his name. um uh, Sam,
1: the the uh, Sam, the, Sam, Sam, the, the, yes. the guy that the helps guy with Bridget, the like,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So if it's like tea, like it's both and Ginger's reaction. There's also this like other mean girl that like they both sort of like, mm-hmm. oh, you know, he's a cherry popper. He's like a virgin chaser, whatever. That like he's only like helping Bridget with this like situation with her sister because he wants to fuck her. But no, he's just yeah. a friend. He's just a friend. He's like
1: yeah. yeah, 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 definitely. Um, dot like I, I love so I, I took a lot of notes. Um. <laughs> during this movie like like I said I feel like I I love this because mainly because it is so off the bat it is so just unashamedly gothic like in in ways that that wouldn't ring or like without as much earnestness and respect for the character's like emotional complexity
0: mm-hmm. in the
1: script like I feel like it could have come across very just corny and like
0: Oh, yeah, and tachy, I guess yeah
1: yeah yeah and tacky but no like when the girls like right in the beginning say like I would die for you we're gonna die together and it's what's gonna happen the world doesn't understand us as they're like living in this like sort of very desolate basement
2: mm-hmm. and
1: and like and, and nothing about their characterizations felt very like put on it didn't feel like just a bunch of grown adults making a movie about teenage goth girls who are obsessed with death and like what their interpretation of that is felt very authentic because this these girls are like their aesthetic the way they dress the way they're characterized are like very unkempt very like just they feel like they're shadowed from the world yeah and like they they only live for each other there's like this real emotional deep sense of codependency that i found really compelling
0: yeah and i think also especially to bridget like the way she is Like, the way she walks and, like, the way they style her hair, like, she really makes me think of those, like, you know, those legends of, like, feral children that were raised by the wolves, which I also found, like, was a very nice element. Because they, no, but, yeah, it's also, like you said, it's kind of, like, they are codependent, but also they just, like, you can also completely understand why they are codependent, because, like, no one in their immediate, like, vicinity even tries to understand them and serve their interests and serve where they're coming from. So, like, that kind of isolation inspires crew dependency between two people who do understand one another
1: yeah yeah for sure and like I love how they're just like live for each other and die for each other at the beginning and like as soon as things start changing yeah I just was so invested in their dynamic
0: do you know what I think is was probably in (laughs) when I was watching the film there was like one element I was like ah, I think this would like in real life that would be like the scariest scenario for for Pedro, do you know what I'm talking about? The and mean girl. Attacked. No, no, no well, the mean it's... girl yeah. going to school with her dog. <laughs> yeah, th-
1: just <laughs> like I mean, I think um, if if w- what happened to Ginger happened to me, like just j- getting jumped by this massive dog and like mm-hmm. just immediately, like I I feel like that would be enough for me to just like yeah, I'm not gonna fight, I'm not gonna struggle, I'm just gonna die here and then. It's just gonna
0: happen no but like sort of like real life scenario i feel like i was like so like why is she allowed to bring her dog to school like what is this yeah like,
1: imagine if like oh god like imagine like uh you're at you're in class and like uh, a dog on like and like it, an unleashed dog is just walking around like no, that I would mean, be very uncomfortable for me i for think sure. i
0: think i think he was leashed, but he wasn't wearing the um, what is it called the, the thing that they have on their mouth
1: I know the word in Portuguese, but I, think... I
0: know the word in Polish. I don't know what it is, yeah. everything. Yeah. Uh... Oh, it's a muzzle. It's a muzzle. So a muzzle, it's... yeah, a muzzle for yeah. sure. Yeah, a muzzle. So, so an unmuzzled dog in school, full of people, and also like you know, dogs, they will get stressed by such situations, and that's why they're aggressive. Like sort of like no yeah. dog. Is aggressive just because they are aggressive? It's mostly because like they don't feel secure in whatever situation or with whatever person, right? So it's like, why are you bringing a dog? Which is also like, it's not a, it's not a pet dog. It's not a me- It's not a Yorkie. It's a. I think it's a like some. I, I think it was a bulldog or like a some variation of a bulldog. So that that that's a dog. That's a dog that like they use in like dog fights. That's a dog. Mm-hmm. And like you're bringing an unhusled <laughs> dog fight dog to high school. Like what is wrong
1: with you? Yeah, I, I wouldn't like that at all in the slides. Like as good as I've become at like just dealing with dogs in public spaces, and I have, I just, I, I would definitely not like that at all. Just, uh, that would make me very uncomfortable. Yeah. Um but yeah, I just love how there the, the when the, the the point of deviation starts and like ginger being the slightly older one mm. and this when she gets starts being transformed and which is concurrent to when she starts menstruating like it's like if she starts becoming a different person and when she starts um being more sexual and like there's a, like for the first time you didn't see like unconditional love like you see a lot of complexity in bridget like you see envy you see like worry mm-hmm. you see just like and and and, and like that rift the way that rift Started forming and it never really, which is really tragic by the end, it's never really like they never really come together again.
0: I think that's sort of, um, that is, however, I think emblematic of a lot of like, um, I mean, that, that's, that's something that I want to want to talk about. Like, I do think that that's something like emblematic to female relationships is that like once sort mm-hmm. of sexuality enters the scene, there is a rift and you will never be able to sort of unrepair it because sort of female sexuality impacts the way you are treated uh, like yeah. in society a lot more than I would say sort of masculine sexuality is and sort of that, that just like, in, like that, um oh, I forgot the word, uh, that informs so many like aspects of your daily reality that sort of once you, you know, you, you enter for that threshold, there is no going back. And I, I, mm-hmm so so I I do think that there is something I don't know like I would be interested to see like if that's something that you've you've experienced for example in high school with your like you know um, masculine friendships I mean you know uh, friendships with other guys are like were you sort of like hyper aware of like your differences in appearance and sort of hyper aware of like your differences in terms of like development quote-unquote and sort of just like and, like, there was, like, this sustained envy, even though, sort of, like, because, like, I don't, I feel like there's something that, like, girls, like, consciously or subconsciously kind of learn, and, like, I would say, like, around high school, that sort of, like, other girls, like, you can love other women and other girls, but they also kind of are your competition, and that is something that, like, you do have to sort of unlearn if you want to, of course, later in life, but, like, there's, like, there's this hyper vigilance over like your own body and like also the bodies of other girls that's why you have like like sort of like those stereotypes of like like bullying by girls is around bodies right so like you're too fat you're too skinny mm-hmm. you I don't know you have acne whatever like it's, it's very body centric which is also I think why femininity is like um lends it so lends itself so well to body horror because like is so obsessed with the body you know
1: yeah yeah for sure definitely see that um i wouldn't say it's my it's my experience at all in the same in the mm-hmm. same way like i i No,
0: that's that's why i'm asking i'm just like because you know yeah. they sort of like yeah say from my experience I, I i'm curious what yours was
1: yeah no no not really uh like it it also just kind of like it's it's a bit different because like most of my guy friends throughout school and high school um like just are gay anyway and like (laughs) no it's like it's not really like and 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 and, like the gay dating pool and where i'm from is not really that deep or was that deep at all just in general so like the the whole coming of age period like just wasn't um just like or like uh, the friendships that like I formed wasn't mm-hmm. like there wasn't really the same type of rift as it happens, mm-hmm. like for example, with these two sisters and and in the movie um yeah, yeah, no, for sure, like and, and I guess like the element of competition I, that you were talking about just, just didn't really coming 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 into play, yeah.
0: yeah,, I mean you know, but, I don't think it's as so pronounced as, for example, in Ginger Snaps, but, like, there are sort of, like, mm-hmm. because it is a hyperbole, like, it, it it is hyperbolizing something that I do think still sort of exists, and I think, sort of, what I, what I find the most, sort of, interesting about, like, female friendships, which is why I think you would, en- like, why I enjoy Ferranda a lot, but I think also you would enjoy, sort of, the, you know, the, the Napolitonian quartet, it's, like,
2: mm-hmm.
0: the same, like, the, the capacity uh, of young women to, like, like love and care for like another like you know person but in this situation it's usually another girl so deeply and yet be so jealous of them (laughs) like so like so insecure and yet so like you know lovely and that's why also I find um, Rob very interesting because I think sort of within female relationships whether it's like mother-daughter or like sister you know two sisters or two close female friends there's like there is this capacity for like tender cruelty, if that makes sense. That I, I,
2: yeah, if...
1: mm-hmm. um, yeah. It's something I found like it, it not not just necessarily um, in female friendships in fiction. Like I really like stories about friendship or sisterhood or any type of relationship mm-hmm. that's like fueled by. Uh, jealousy mm.
2: and,
1: and and envy, but also a lot of complicated feelings of like deeply deep, deep care for each other, but also like I, I tend to really like, enjoy those types of stories. Oh, yeah, right. Um and I feel like in in Ginger As for example, it's a great example because um I was just for the first half I was like Oh wow, I'm so invested in this bond and the, the proximity and the love they have for each other. But then I like midway through I, I started realizing as they sort of deviate and ginger snaps, which because it's the title <laughs> with this double entendre, like becomes something else, becomes well f- for m- more realized as a quote unquote woman, and then as a grown woman, concurrent to becoming a werewolf. Um and Bridget is like. Simultaneously, envious but also worried and cares deeply what might happen to her, and she's just terrified.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: I, I loved how the complexity of of like how that all that unfolded Yay. and like as you keep going, you you realize like this codependency isn't necessarily all that healthy. Yeah,
0: but also um, so mm-hmm. because something came to my mind. Like I, I was thinking, it's very interesting with sort of Bridges, 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 Bridget's. <sighs> I can't speak today. I'm sorry. With Bridget, the character of Bridget the serve mm-hmm. with, towards like with her reaction towards like Ginger's transfer, transformation that there's like simultaneously fear for her and what she's becoming but also envy of her. I think that's also very emblematic of like when you see your friend become like more sexual is like on one hand it's, like you know you you're envious of the serve the attention they're getting because I think we are still on some level from a very young age like, um, taught to crave attention, especially sort of male attention, right? Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But also, so, like, there's this envy of, or or jealousy of attention. I remember there's, like, a difference between, like, etymologically envy and jealousy, but now I don't remember what is, it doesn't matter. Um, But at the same time, like, something that you also learn subconsciously is that, sort of, being perceived as sexual for young girls, especially, is, Dangerous. Like th- that's like you know. There's like I think also like the film very openly signals that because like when she attacks the um, the jock guy, I think his name is Jason, and, and like you know she comes back like all bloodied. um Bridget's first like thought is like did he hurt you? And I think that's sort of like you know like you simultaneously envious of the attention, but you also know that the attention can be lethal
1: yeah yeah for sure and like, i love that the i wrote this down like when after um ginger and the guy have sex and like he she attacks him and she contagious like he becomes contagious as well yeah. like he gets ter- turned as well and like i love that this moment of bonding where ginger like sort of comes back to her humanity and she's just like very feels very like insecure about like what she's becoming she's just goes kind of, like and I, I just love the dialogue in general. So, mm-hmm. Like certain uh, exchanges, like it's all about this squirming and squealing. And then ju- he's just done. He got laid and I'm just a lay. Like there's this moment of like clarity where she did come back together. And there's this like complicity yeah. between each other. But then like in the next scene, like as Bridget becomes more close with this jughead type guy, Sam like who's also obsessed with this like werewolf mystery uh like it's ginger who becomes like what what are you now like well uh, like are you becoming close to him who do you think you are for forming like uh Mm -hmm. starting to beginning to form an emotional connection with this guy like what's
0: one who's in me right as well yeah
1: yeah yeah exactly like so is and and i really like this dynamic of like ginger being slightly the older one and revealing as well that she wants to be more dominant Mm -hmm. it's like Yeah, it's like, she's always she's also the one always asserting, like, we'll die for each other, right? Like, we'll we'll stick together until the end, right? Very more, much more protective than dominant.
0: Yeah, I think also, like, with, you know, with Ginger, it's like, it's very clear that she wants to feel that, you, you know, like, through her tendency to dominate, she just wants to make sure that, like, there will be people who will take care of her, right? And, like, I think that's also where her jealousy of Sam comes from, because, like, they're just, like, you know, he doesn't want to fuck her like it's not mm-hmm. sexual he's just like he cares so he wants to help and that i think that's what like makes ginger so jealous of that situation and that's why she sort of tries to get on with sam at, at the end of the film because she's just you know she became an object and she also became a monster monster and both of those things completely dehumanize her and so like no one yeah. really wants other than bridget no one really cares for, for her and sort of I also find the sort of the character of the mother very interesting.
1: Oh I yeah, because she yeah because it's very sketchy because like the, you can see they're like a, a normal sort of well off family like yeah. just middle class, but at the same time like the two sisters live in the same room in like a basement.
2: Yeah. So there's just
1: like and the, and the, but then at the same time like it just leaves the the film script is like. Way more subversive and way more complex than it leads on, because like the mother at the same time is very permissive. Like she finds out like what's happening and like that Ginger is responsible for like these attacks, and like she just like no, we're we're, we're just leave together and we'll stick together yeah. and we'll forgive each other because th- we, there's like this understanding between the bond between the mother. And the sisters, and it doesn't matter, we'll leave the father like,
2: yeah, yeah. I think well, like just they're... overly
1: protective and understanding, but also, I guess, like, there's an element of negligence as well.
0: I wanted to say that, like, it's like both negligence and sort of like enabling, but sort of she mistakes mm-hmm. enabling for taking care of somebody, so like, th- she right. enables their behavior, she enables like too much freedom to like for them to like figure out their own emotions, but sort of like, if you give a teenager too much space they will not feel that it's just like space for them to figure out themselves out they will it will feel like negligence because it is like you yeah you know it's like if you if you give someone too much space like what is the difference between not caring for somebody and giving them space at one point right
1: yeah yeah for sure it it, it it's it's a really nice surprise this movie because I it's mean, just so much more right com- it. it's much much more complex than it like leads on from the plot from the mm-hmm. like Everything you see beforehand, like the relationship, the central relationship is between the new sisters, is so complex. Like these elements of the mother. There's also like very um, mature discussions of sexuality, and and at the same time, it's just fun and extremely gory and gothic as well. Like it touches on all fronts of like what I think a nice coming of age horror should be, and it still feels very unique. Um, unique to it uh and like i don't know i just love the again like i love the dialogue I, i'm usually not the person goes like oh but the dialogue is so yeah. good but this this one here because it has so many great lines and the overall tone is just so like for example when ginger first gets her period and it's like i don't know if it's her or, or, or bridget the- that says like i just got the curse you just got the curse and it's like and it's not even ridiculous it's not campy it's earnest it's yeah. it's very like what a unique tone to land with this with this movie. And I love how just tragic the ending is.
0: Oh, it's like so the, sad. It's so it's sad. It's so tragic. Can...
1: Like it's just it it completely like is subversive of that of like, oh, the sisters are obviously gonna get back together and you're gonna celebrate their their mm-hmm. uh, complicity and their but no, they just never um metaphorically and literally never become. Uh, together again, they're never just yeah. their promise to each other never happens of dying for each other and dying dying with each other.
0: I also like how because um, Ginger when when she has sex with Jason, she sort of passes on the lycanthropy virus mm-hmm. to him. And also, I like sort of the subtle, maybe not so subtle, but like I like the element sort of because when Bridget is testing out the cure, like she tests it out, she tests it out on Jason, and he gets cured. And like I like how you know. When it comes to like teenage promiscuity or teenage sexuality, traditionally in sort of patriarchal structures at least, sort of the boy can sort of get off scot free both in terms of reputation but also like long-term repercussions, right? Whereas sort of Mm -hmm. um, like when a girl is promiscuous, like that kind of sticks. You know what I mean? Like she's either branded or stat or like if the kids aren't careful, like and there's a teenage pregnancy, like she, you know. she can just, I mean, if she has access to abortion, then like, you know, but uh, you know what I mean. Like, there's like the the, the yeah. level of sort of like repercussions is just completely um disproportionate. And I think sort of like with the with the werewolf virus, like it's it's nicely represented in the film.
1: Yeah, 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 for sure. Um, also just aesthetically, like the the um, the stages of transformation that mm. Ginger goes through, like there's this the, this, has the best.
0: The way she has, yeah,
1: your... yeah, like initially it's like very cool characterization, like with she is like paler and like she's still with blood, but she still looks human, like just she looked that's an amazing look. And then later on when she is like more evil and more werewolf mode, but still like humanoid, mm. like she is like seducing Sam and like trying to turn him as well. And she's like the way that the makeup like character, like she's characterized. I just found it so cool like this perfect blend of like wolf-like characteristics and like white and but also the human hot the human eyes like that was such a cool look like aesthetically just hits all marks as well um and just just the way it ends where she is like fully um fully turns into a wolf and, and like she's, she, it's and and Bridget no longer recognizes her sister, so it's like kill or be killed, mm-hmm. and like they never, yeah, they, and it just ends in in tragedy. And I found that like plot wise in the way it's real and in, in the way it's uh, directed uh, as well, like to be very because it's like it's it becomes more traditionally horror, like it's chase, it's a chase mm-hmm. scene, it's gore, and it's like kills. But I found that since it focuses so much on Bridget and what she's feeling in her turmoil, because that's her sister, which is longer her sister, and the way it's shot as well, it just feels very claustrophobic.
0: Oh yeah, it's like, also just, like just very smartly just, directed as well. Yeah, part of the because like the the chase, the, like the last leg like, of the chase scene, um, is in the basement, and like also like a chunk of it is like literally in the stairs. It's just mm-hmm. like you squeeze there with her, right? Um, but so, uh, I think this is a nice moment to transition to what I think was probably both of our f- favorite, like, um, part of Raw, which is like the final arc, and um, the final part arc, arc, part.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, like the 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 last.
1: Yeah, the resolution. The yeah.
0: resolution, like. I, Essentially, like, from the moment of, like, them fighting on the rooftop until, like, the very end, I I I really liked
1: it. Yeah, like, Sam goes, and then it's just her, and... It's Bridget, no, I'm talking about
0: terrif- oh. I
1: to- oh, sorry, sorry, okay. sorry, sorry
0: it's okay it's okay no ginger Snap. I, I enjoyed yeah. the the whole thing the whole thing
1: mm-hmm, no mm-hmm.
0: but with okay. raw sort of like yeah there's a lot of parallels there as, as well i think sort of emotionally with oh true the, the
1: true as well yeah true because the, the the rift between the sisters like fully just like yeah um crystallizes it at, at the end um but yeah like with ginger Snap, so sort of, like ginger snaps. I, I love ginger snaps because it's so multifaceted. It challenges so many expectations. It's so subversive, like it's and it's very unique. With um, because it's it's gothic. It's it's girly. It, it's the it's colorful. It's very autumn-y. but it's also extremely gross and emotionally mm-hmm. potent and very like uh, melodramatic. Um, With raw, like it's it's essentially kind of the same story, but like I like we said, told in a much different manner, and I I just responded emotionally in a very much more apathetic way rather than um, Ginger Snaps.
0: I think one of the reasons why, as a viewer, you have a more apathetic like feeling towards raw is because of. I think so sort of one of the key differences between raw and ginger snap I think I alluded to that earlier I, I said it outright is that I, I I do believe that sort of the dynamic and the relationship of the sisters in two films is fundamentally different because mm, when, yeah. with raw, the dominant feeling is competition where sure. sort of in ginger snaps you have this like weird entanglement of codependency care and like developing jealousy where sort of i feel like with raw it's like you know the, the first time you're introduced to alex's character you introduced to her absence like you introduced to her sort of negligence towards her own mm-hmm. sister and then sort of throughout the film because her older sister is involved in the hazing and she sort of like you know, she forces um, Justine to eat raw meat, which sort of triggers her cannibalism, right? It's like it's it's very it, you know, we talked about sort of how ginger has this penance for dominance, but I don't think she I think it's out of she's like dominant but she's not domineering, if that makes sense. Whereas like yeah, Alexia yeah. Alexei Alexei, Alexia, Alexia is like extremely domineering and it's like very cold. And just uh, like mm-hmm. on some level, very authoritarian with Justine. And we never really see like Alexia showing like actual tenderness or actual care for Justine. We only see her like masking cruelty or sort of v- semi violent behavior towards Justine as like sisterly tenderness. Like when you have like that scene where she sort of like waxes her and stuff like that. Mm. Where she's like critical of her appearance and stuff. That's like she masks that she masks that as care, but that's not care. That's that's being domineering it's it's also being cruel.
1: Yeah, yeah. In, in, in um again that's one of the elements of Raw that I liked. I, I, I do like again no, I less no, I responded, I less, very... I, I responded uh, less emotionally towards the to compared to ginger snaps but i don't think that's what raw is trying to do anyway because it's a very different type type of relationship and i do like that idea of like the apathetic older sister uh who's very just like negligent and and like or sort of opens the the pathway for her sister to become sort of quote-unquote infected by the, the by the cannibalism and yeah, the, and, think, like, the growing competition between each other and, the like, and how violent it increasingly gets. Like, it is a really cool, uh, one of the elements of Raw that I still find um, to be really
0: cool. No, I think, like, I, I completely agree. I think that's one of the stronger points of the film. But what I was, I guess, trying to get at is because sort of, like, even though, structurally speaking, there's, like, a lot of very similar beats in terms of, like, how the story develops in both Raw and Ginger Snaps. I think, like, mm-hmm. what shifts our understanding of sort of like the nature of the tragedy of these two sisters is like the, our understanding that sort of their relationships are in, like intrinsically different in terms of like sure, what sure. the emotional sort of backbone of both of those sure. relationships.
1: Sure, sure, of course. Um, but yeah, I, I I find like to to what I don't like as much of Ra, mm-hmm. with Raw is Again, I I don't I feel like I do like it's like I said um, the approach to gore and how clinical it is and like it, it takes place in a veterinarian school. Um, just there's meat and flesh lying everywhere and it's uh and like like I mentioned the biting and the gory scenes of the attacks are very realistic. Um, but I, I I do like that. I just wish the same sort of clinical nature, same apathy, didn't apply as much to the relationships between the characters and like how the and in, in the development of Justine's arc.
2: Because
1: I, I feel because like, again. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. No, I just wanted to say that I feel like I I think that apathy works very well in Justine's relationship with Alex, but I feel like there should have been more warmth and tenderness in her relationship with the guy andre if i remember correctly
1: yeah 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 and i just feel like it's this thing i with quote unquote elevated horror it's like i i I know i felt a bit frustrated with with raw this time around because like okay yeah i i, I know the metaphor i know what you're trying to do I I I like what you're doing with the gore and and what it's a metaphor for and like and I get what you're trying to do in terms of like using the body or as a pretense to explore other themes, uh coming of age, becoming an adult, the competition between the two sisters, like sort of becoming out of control, uh a story of breaking away from the parents and what your family has like structured you to do your Which entire is also life
0: thing because like the then you have the like plot twist towards the end is that like
1: exactly yeah exactly like my frustration was um like yeah it's it's using this this cannibalism and this like tendency to want or like to rapidly want to eat people as a as, as a metaphor for all these things or as a pretense to explore all these themes but I I never feel like the movie emotionally commits to like the interiority of Justine, like and what she's and mm. what she's feeling, and those attempts just didn't really ring through because it's, it's it's also very like distant. It it it's like the the metaphor and the metaphors that it's trying to employ are very obvious, but like stylistically in the way that it's paced and edited, it's like still treating it as something hidden, something that's in the yeah. subtext and like. For me, it's no longer subtext, just fully yeah. go nuts, like go deeper, go further. Mm-hmm. And it's still very restrained. It's interesting because it's not restrained in terms of war, because it's very explicit, but it's restrained like emotionally and stylistically. Like don't be yet so monotone don't be so I mean, static in terms of like style and if, yeah if
0: I if I were to make if if I were to be the devil's advocate you could sort of make the argument that because sort of Justine is so stunted emotionally that sort of the style reflects her psyche which is very like repressed and stunted and sort of like keeps herself yeah, yeah. like even her inner self she keeps at a distance
1: I, I I get it, but then again, no, for I me, I didn't beautiful. really find her that interesting to begin with. Like, fair
2: no, no, no. enough. Yeah. Like, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um. Yeah. I just wish it was more just like unrestrained and more, uh, less posturing as like horror as a pretense to explore other things and just f- fully like Ginger Snaps uses mm-hmm. a metaphor, but also the bonds and the emotional interiority of the characters it's like they become so linked with what's happening literally on screen and with the fantastical elements that it doesn't even yeah. matter if it's a metaphor yeah. here there's like this distance
0: no i think like with raw you know you have the urge from time to time when you watch it to like check your phone whereas with ginger sounds like you glue it to the screen you care so much yeah.
1: Yeah, it's much. It's much slower pace, and I don't mind that. It's it is the sense of like it could be less clinical in terms of like how it approaches the characters. And, and again, I love the ending. For me, raw would have really worked if mm-hmm. it was more about the breaking away from the family. Because like you get the reveal at the end, mm-hmm. which is, oh yeah, the mother is also contagious. Is also uh is also contagious. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. As also this animalistic and and a cannibal the entire time and the father has just learned to live with it and the the, the ending of the pun the ending of the movie is like a punchline where yeah just deal with it and it's over and it's really good and really funny but like it felt like a punchline to a non-existent joke there was no yeah. joke before it like- and then there's a punchline like wait where was this all along <laughs> I feel like this could have been the midpoint of the film yeah. and like where how does she deal with that like how does the relationship with the family shift from that point on, I wanted more of that.
0: No, I feel like, sort of, if the film, even though, like, I understand what why, like, there was so much of hazing, because it just, like, made you feel so fucking wretched, but, like, I feel like Mm -hmm. if the movie, sort of, committed slightly less towards, like, how fucking terrible the hazing is at that university, and, sort of, focus a little bit more about, sort of, what exactly, like you said, sort of, like, the interiority of Justine and sort of what breaking away from her family way yeah. sort of made her feel, then it, 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 I, I, I I wouldn't necessarily like move the ending towards like sort of that scene at, at the end towards the middle of the film because I do think it, it it works so well as an ending because like it makes you like re-examine the whole film, which I, I, I really like it when an ending does that. Sure, sort of, like, sure. But I, I do agree that sort of like it's, it's slightly unearned I feel like sort of at least half of like the screen time that's um, like used for hazing could have been like, you don't even have to like sort of present more of her relationship with her parents, but sort of present more her feelings about her relationship with her parents. You know what I mean? That, that sort of would have made it more errant, I guess. Yeah. That ending. Yeah,
1: and, mm-hmm. and it's not that it's a bad ending. I like it as an ending because it's like, well, you found out now deal with it bye off you go bye. I like oh. it. it's a, it's, a, it's a good ending it's a good ending but i guess i would move it to the middle because it's a promise of me enjoying the movie more like give me more of this of more of this tone or like the dad just like the the film is so humorless up until that point and then the, the dad just like rips off his shirt and so like his chest completely bruised and like oh he- yeah your mother has been doing this to me all this time
0: and well, you find yeah. a solution, kid. You find a solution. No, I also love how like sort of like because you can tell sort of like that he that the the father has like a um, scar on his lip, but like I just assumed that was a cleft lip, but like and then yeah. Sir, yeah. at the end you find out no, his like his wife tried to eat him.
1: <laughs> yeah, and, and for a movie that one is as gory as it is, two is about a young girl breaking away from the expectations and the the legacy. And the curse that the family has bestowed upon her, it's also very tame in that sense. Like it's very like, yeah, you see a bunch of scenes where she's exploring more of her sexuality, but like it never goes off the rails. What I love about her other film, Julia Dupin Now Titan, is it has so many twists and turns. It has it goes from one thing to the other to the other, mm. and by the end of the movie, it's like it's, it's unrecognizable. Like it's, it's, yeah, it's, it's a like, completely it's different so, movie. Yeah, it's like a, an entire soap opera plot in within okay. one movie there's so many tonal um shifts and so many uh it's a very unique movie because it mixes so many it mixes like obviously body horror it mixes like sexuality it mixes this like mystery sort of like because the the, the main character is very mysterious and very silent it, there's family melodrama there is like body dysmorphia gender dysphoria like there's a lot going on D-
0: there's car fucking
1: like it, it's it's just deranged and i wish raw was more and again it's a debut i get it i just yeah. wish it was more out there and hadn't I, like yeah i
0: feel like it kind of like it's 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 a little bit sad that she kind of wasted the idea for that story for her debut because i feel like post titan she would have been able to serve uh do it better justice like I'm not saying War is a bad film but like I feel like I feel like both of us would have enjoyed it a lot more so if she did the same story later in her career when she had like a slightly different idea of like how mm-hmm. to use her craft and what to do with the yeah, body, and, body horror genre
1: yeah and also just t- certain tweaks in the script like I really enjoyed it towards the ending I like how the relationship with the sister unfolds uh, mm-hmm. I really like the scene where they're together and she causes and like Alex Alex causes the car crash and like yeah I did this for you eat the dead guy come on no, I, I love like that.
0: I how to do it yeah. No, also I really like the like little yeah. moment when they go visit uh, her in prison towards the end and sort of like she puts her scar from like where she bit off a mm-hmm. piece of her cheek to the glass and like she kisses it. It's like very. Nice. Also I love yeah. that shot. Mm-hmm. I love that show again like at the very beginning of like the the, the very brief scene in prison where sort of like. Their reflection sort of like um, overlap, and so like it feels like a s- strange face like you kind of recognize but you kind of don't recognize because it's like their two faces blurred, and I was like, "Ah, visual cinema, I love you."
1: Yeah, and it, it's um, yeah, at least I it really do think it leaves all its best ideas towards the end, and a lot of the screen time. I don't really care about her college life. I don't care that she is like a model student, and if she isn't anymore. I don't really, ca- I don't even really care about the guy. Like, I wanted however, the sisterhood, and I wanted the family stuff. Like, I just, I wanted more of that.
0: However, the most disgusting scene to me in the whole film is when she pukes up the hair. That was because it's just oh, like yeah, going yeah, that's on, nasty. And nasty. on and on and on.
1: Like, I don't really care for her, like, constantly going to college parties, all the hazing. I just... You could have done without it. I really do think that you could... I guess it's, again, it's, like, an approach to, like, ground the story in reality. But at some point, I just wanted it to go...
0: No, I do think that sort of the hazing and the parties are an important element of like to portray sort of that she is experiencing alienation from like the world mm. that she knows, right? And like it has to feel like a little bit overwhelming and just strange, like these, you know, strange rituals and ways she doesn't understand. But like I, I don't I don't think it necessarily warrants so much screen time. Uh like I, I think like you could have achieved the same effect yeah. with yeah. lesser interest. It was. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um it's it's
1: okay. Like I I am not I'm not in love with it. There are elements of it that I like, but it's I feel like her other I film mean, I, I Time, it, is
0: think,
1: just as gross and more appealing to me personally. Yeah.
0: I think it's a like a strong debut. I think it deals with interesting themes. But like if if there's a film that I want everybody to watch is *Ginger Snaps*. Like, run! Like you can watch it if you want. But I feel like if you also want to like experience like the gross. Um, very realistic cannibalism just want bones and all as well <laughs> like
1: oh yeah yeah bones and all uh, is a great example of a movie that is very grounded very realistic very uh, grounded in reality and uh, but also is just out there enough in yeah. the characters it introduces and the gore is just a little bit more outlandish and insane to really go over the edge and the characters yeah Uh, bones and all is like again for fans of raw bones and all i think is better for people who liked raw titan her other film yeah yeah like and yeah i I would still recommend people to watch raw if they're into um gory gross stuff and coming of age stories
0: yeah, no, I think like I'm I'm happy that I've seen it, and I'm even happy that like you know I, I've seen it again for this episode. But like I don't think I will be watching it for the first time. Whereas with Ginger Snap, I I'm pretty sure like in a year I'll have like yeah. this inkling inside of my body. I was like, oh, it's time to rewatch Ginger Snap.
1: Yeah, this was my first time, and it'll be it'll not be my last. I I loved it. Like it's 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 just it's just packed so much into one movie because it is funny. It is endlessly rewatchable. It's it's fun. It's cozy. But also very emotionally intense, very gross, like has great gore, has like excellent like horror characterization of the characters. Like the makeup is amazing. Everything looks great. Like it's it's nasty. It's not sanitized at all. It's just it it is one of the best movies I saw this year, I think. Uh, And it's on Criterion Channel right now, yeah. uh, part or of the yeah. Teenage Horror high school, series, ho- I think.
0: Ho- high School Horror so- series, yeah.
1: Yeah, which also has, uh, I'm on it, yeah, Donnie Darko. Also um, great. It, it is thematic, um, tonally, it, it's sort of similar to Donnie Darko as well, I would say. Mm-hmm. Um, ooh, there's there's a Slumber Party Massacre, which I saw. It's just a, a fun, silly, dumb slasher. Twin Peaks Firewalk news which is a very uh, unorthodox uh, pick, but yeah. Uh, I
0: this just wanted to say that
1: from,
0: uh, from a different collection that's right right now on creating your channel. So I, I got my dad into like this thing that sort of a local cinema is doing here in Poznan, where sort of each month they pick like the best of the worst. So they like sort of show like terrible, like films like that, that got panned and like so I got him into that club when I was here. Uh, in August and we went to see New York Ninja and like now he goes like uh, every month for like a you know it, it's it's like a club like there's like a and um, there's a guy who like runs it and he does like a, an introduction to the film and then they watch it and they watched this month uh, Frankenhooker which is also on Criterion channel and my dad told me that it's nuts and that he he, he recommends it's also very gory and uh, yeah okay. and, and, and like that yeah. 80% of the budget went into like the prosthetics <laughs>
1: See, yeah, like exactly. I love Criterion Channel because, like, oh, it's all the the art house shit. No, you find a lot of like carefully curated uh, stuff, like fun stuff, like high school horror or just B movies that are just a little bit too strange to be completely treated
0: as shit. So yeah, yeah. And yeah. um, also, last last thing, I just found out that the actor who plays Sam in Ginger Snaps was also in the CBC adaptation of Emily of New Moon. And Emily of New Moon, New Moon is sort of a less-known series by the writer who wrote Annie of, Anne of Green Gables. So there you go. Oh, okay. Prince Edward oh, wow. connection. Okay. Yeah.
1: Didn't know that was a thing. Yeah, nice. Yeah.
0: Um, Do you have anything else you'd like to add? Because I feel like I've said everything that I wanted to say.
1: Yeah, yeah, me too.
0: Yeah. Watch Ginger Snaps, it's great, it's really fun. Uh, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And we will return to shit. I mean, we will sort of ease our way back into shit with the next episode, which is gonna be the idol. And then, like, we're going full oh boy, full shit because we will finally do the after series.
1: Yeah, yeah, because we've been watching too much good shit, like, and discussing too much good shit, and now.
0: We it's have time to, to go back
1: to our We own have ways. to
0: terrorize our palates again. We can't watch stuff that we enjoy and have intelligence, intelligent things I, to say all the time.
1: Yeah, I, I, I've said it before. I love The Idol, but I also think it's like incomprehensible schloss. So it's just a truly really bizarre TV show to exist that I, for some reason, hold very dearly close to my heart this year, for some reason, because I just had a great time. But
0: I've only seen. All, I've I've only seen the pilot, and I, like my only takeaway so far is that it's very boring. <laughs> it gets better. Anyway, I think that is all, and just happy happy Halloween.